But first, the Chicago Police Department is starting to make significant progress on the reforms outlined in its federal consent decree. That's according to a new report released Monday. However, there is still a long way to go. Independent Monitor Maggie Hickey found that police have yet to implement a foot chase policy and that officers continue to struggle with issues like community engagement and data collection. Joining us now with the details is WBEZ criminal justice reporter Patrick Smith. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Becky. Patrick, give us a, a quick overview of the Monitor's latest findings. Yeah, so this latest monitoring report, uh, like the one before it, is definitely a mixed bag, and I think there's a couple different ways to read it depending on sort of what angle you're coming at it from. Mm -hmm. I think it would be unfair not to start, considering the criticism the police department has gotten fairly in the past, it would be unfair not to start with the fact that the monitor in this report says the city and CPD are making significant progress in meeting the requirements of the consent decree and getting Chicago policing closer to the constitutional standard that it needs to be at, in particular, getting the amount of training and training standards up, changing policies to be closer to best practices. Um, but the other side of this is that the monitor says in the report that CPD needs to improve things like you were just talking about, improve its data collection and analysis, improve its engagement with the public in order to have meaningful and lasting change. And so that's what you kind of see here. You know, there's been some criticism from from the ACLU in particular mm -hmm. about about the picture that's painted here of yes there's progress being made on the paragraphs of the consent decree but there's still some struggles as far as the broader goals of the consent decree if that makes sense yeah we'll get to those in a minute but you know you mentioned significant progress on these reforms and there's a long list could you could you break down the numbers for us where where are we at yeah, according to the monitor in this latest report, uh, you know, the city and mostly the Chicago Police Department, although there are a couple other city agencies involved here, the city reached levels of compliance on 380 of 523 paragraphs, about a little more than 72 percent of the paragraphs um, for the most recent reporting period. You know, last monitoring report, it was, it was we were at 266 of, 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 of it, so about 50 percent, a little more than 50 percent. So you're seeing a growth here. And you'd expect to see more paragraphs in compliance as time goes on, but but CPD has certainly accelerated over the last year plus the amount of consent decree compliance and and the sort of boxes that well, I shouldn't say boxes checking because that's exactly the criticism that's been leveled, but sort of hitting the the benchmarks that they're supposed to. One thing I do want to point out though, as we're talking about those numbers, is you know I said some level of compliance a little more than seventy percent. Sure. But those paragraphs that are in compliance, about three-quarters of them are just preliminary compliance. You know, the vast majority are just preliminary compliance. That basically means the monitoring team has, says, has said, yes, we see your new policy or your new training plan, and it's up to snuff. But we haven't actually seen how it will play out on the ground, what the real-world impact will be. And, you know, in order for Chicago to f fulfill its consent decree requirements overall, they're going to need to get to full compliance on all of the requirements and then stay there for two years. So, huh. so, so yeah, the numbers are better, but it, and I don't mean to, to sound overly negative, but, but, but there's still a long way to go. Well, on that, Hickey, the independent monitor, I found it notable. She attached a memo to this report, and she mm -hmm. wrote that constitutional and effective policing and the consent decree require, quote, more than a simple checklist. So as you're talking about, you know, 380 of 500-some uh, paragraphs, what do you make of the fact that she's saying it's not just about checking these boxes? It's not about, you know, this simple checklist. Well, I thought that was very interesting, particularly, you know, because there's an executive summary of these reports, and that's where you would normally see the monitor and, and almost anyone else writing a report like this to sort of put their 
their broader points. So the fact that that independent monitor Maggie Hickey wanted to attach a memo that's at the very top of the document before you even get to the table of contents is a sign, obviously, that this she thought was a very important thing to get across. And it gets at this idea that I've heard from other people before of, you know, we have this consent decree. It has specific discrete requirements in it, and the city needs to meet those. But also we're trying to do, have a cultural change here. <laughs> and and in between the, the stuff about community engagement and data collection, what, what, what Monitor Hickey is saying in that memo is essentially we're not seeing the cultural change that we need to see, no matter what sort of – uh, achievements you have, we're not seeing sort of an overall impact that we want to see. Although I do, and I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm defending the police department too much. I do want to say we've spent the last two, two and a half years slamming them for not hitting deadlines and not hitting requirements. And so I, I, I don't think we want to, to, to now just say, well, never mind. It doesn't even matter if you hit the requirements mm. in that, you know, we don't want to move the goalposts too much, but obviously the most important thing is is truly changing the department, not just meeting the requirements of the consent decree. Right. How is the police department responding to this latest report? They are saying this is a sign of what a great job we're doing. That, mm-hmm. you know, Superintendent Brown, when he came into to office, said that CPD hadn't been taking the consent decree seriously until he got there and that now they were going to take it seriously. Uh, at least in his rhetoric, Superintendent Brown has talked a lot about how much he believes in what's in the consent decree and that they're going to speed up pace. And they have sped up pace. I mean, there's no doubt about it. If you look at the sort of within the four corners of the consent decree document, the police department has increased its level of compliance a great deal. They, they, they you know, they're working better with the monitoring team and sort of proving up what they're, what they're doing there. And, and CPD is saying, yeah, sure, there are some areas we can improve. But if you look at this, this is this is a sign of success. Mm-hmm. That's WBEZ criminal justice reporter Patrick Smith. He's giving us an update on the Chicago Police Department's federal consent decree for reform. Patrick, as you mentioned, this is the fifth semi-annual report by the independent monitoring team, which is is tasked with sort of grading the department's reform efforts. Could you remind us how the consent decree works and how we got this big document with with the checklist of of reforms? Of course. I mean, I don't want to go back too far in history, but we had a a federal investigation of the Chicago Police Department that was prompted by the police killing Mm -hmm. of Laquan McDonald in 2014. They found a litany of issues within the police department, unconstitutional, unconstitutional policing, racing, racist policing, abusive policing. And uh, what that report ultimately led to was an agreement in federal court between the state of Illinois and the Chicago Police Department. I'm not going to get into why it was the state that was involved. The important thing is the city of Chicago agreed, signed its name, you know, sign, not the city of Chicago's name, but <laughs> officials signed off on, yep. we agree to meet these specific police reform requirements and they agree to it in federal court. So this is not just – this isn't an arbitrary thing put down on them. The city of Chicago specifically agreed to this, and it is enforced by a federal judge. To help with that enforcement, there's an independent monitor, Maggie Hickey, who put this report out, who sort of checks the police department and the city's progress every six months or so to say, how are you all doing on it? And we're going to – we're still a long ways away from, from – but the ultimate goal 
is to, is for the judge to say, yes, you've met every requirement in this consent decree and you guys no longer have to be sort of governed by this agreement you made. Mm-hmm. And the goal is not just to, like you said, check all these boxes, but to also make a, a cultural shift. Um, and in Hickey's letter, she talked about CPD members who, who believe crime reduction is actually separate from and at times opposed to reform efforts. Could you talk about sort of the cultural clash going on here? Yeah, and I don't think this cultural clash is anything new. I mean, it's certainly uh, it's not unique to Chicago, and I don't think it's new to this moment. This idea that you can either be sort of tough on crime and prevent crime and violence, or you can be constitutional and and have sort of a kinder, gentler police department. It's a dichotomy that a lot of people believe in, and I think anytime you see um, anytime you see an increase in gun violence, which is what we have in Chicago, we don't have an increase in every crime, but we do have an increase in gun violence. You see people saying, look, we can't keep trying to do this reform, reform stuff. We need to focus on going after the bad guys. Mm-hmm. What, uh, and I think there's a big part of, of the public and of the police department that believes in that. And, and what independent monitor Maggie Hickey is saying is that yes, there's a lot of people in the police department believe that. And that's a bad thing because in fact, these two things should go together. We're going to be a more effective police department if we are a more constitutional police department, if we are you know, a more ethical police department. And, and, and what she's saying, and this I think should raise alarm bells for people of Chicago, she's saying that she's seeing a disconnect within CPD, not, and not just a few people are feeling it, but that obviously she thinks there's a real danger here that, that, police, that the police department is dividing itself between sort of its crime-fighting strategies and its reform efforts. And, and basically this this whole consent decree and reform thing can't work if those are completely separate ideas within CPD. Mm, a really complicated tension. Now, I know the department received an extension to comply with its consent decree reforms. That was back in March. So could you tell us what the timeline is now? Yeah, so we added three years to what was already a five-year deal. So that would put us at 2027 Ideally is mm. when sort of every requirement would hopefully be met within okay. the consent decree. That is pretty similar to, to, you know, I think city leaders have made the case and I think the data backs them up that it all it almost always takes cities at least that long to sort of get all the way through a consent decree like this. Got it. And before I let you go, I want to talk about another story uh, you published today about the city's vaccine mandate. Today is the deadline for Chicago police officers to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. What are the latest numbers? Yeah, according to numbers that I have from from the city and the Chicago Police Department, we've still got more than 2,000 officers who are not vaccinated. That represents about 17% of the department. Uh, However, of those 2,000 plus officers, 65% of them have medical or religious exemptions that have been approved by the city. That leaves about 700 officers who who appear to be in violation of the city's mandate. Mm, And being in violation, I know that uh, the mayor's administration has put people on no pay status. Um, Can the city afford to to put a bunch of cops uh, on no pay status or to fire them? Well, that's a question that a lot of people have been asking. You know, the city has said they're not worried about it. One reason I think they're maybe not worried about it is based on the numbers I have from CPD, only 15 officers are on no pay status right now for violating the mandate. So 700 who are violating it, only 15 on no pay status. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying I know what the city should do. I'm just saying that 
what the city has done so far is not matching up with sort of what was threatened or what was promised uh, in the lead up to this this uh, mandate. Mm, and today is the deadline. So we'll see what happens from there. That's WBEZ criminal justice reporter Patrick Smith. Patrick, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.